Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Maybe. Yes, sir! Michiana's Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT presents... Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! The Golf Show. I'm a big believer in fate. I have a good feeling about this. That's all I'm going to tell you. Welcome to the Corona Premier Golf Show on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. I'm Darren Pritchett. John Foster, the general manager of Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, will join me in just a couple of moments. Tim Firestone is the owner of Blackthorn Golf Club and Signal Point in Niles, Michigan. He's not going to be with us live on this edition of the golf show on WSBT Radio. But recently, we sat down and did an interview in regards to the Four Winds Invitational, which is underway at Blackthorn, the Symmetra Tour event. The first round was completed yesterday. The second round getting underway in just a couple of moments out at Blackthorn. And Tim had all the details on how you can enjoy the Symmetra Tours Four Winds Invitational at Blackthorn this weekend. Tournament action on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Talk about tickets and parking for those three rounds. Well, thanks to Martin Supermarkets, uh, admission is free all weekend long. We start play 7.30 a.m. on Friday and Saturday, and then on Sunday, final rounds start at 9 a.m. Uh, parking can park just east of the golf course. Uh, Moreau Court, uh, where the soccer fields there are, Nymphs Parkway, you'll see signage. Um, can park there when the, the uh, main entrance to the tournament is actually on our 13th hole, where the barn is. That's mm-hmm. kind of the main entrance there for spectators. Um, and, uh, yeah, we would encourage everybody to come out. You know, Sunday we've got family day, free hot dogs and ice cream for kids, uh, starting at 11 o'clock with games and face painting and all kinds of fun stuff going on there. Um, so great, you know, affordable way to come out, uh, and do something maybe unique and different with your family. Um, and what kid doesn't want free hot dogs and ice cream? So. What adults? Um, come on out and check. That's, that's a good point. I usually <laughs> hang out there in that area uh, during the week. So, um, yeah, we're excited. We got a, just got the uh, first list of the players that are playing next week. Got a great field. Again, over 30 different countries represented with young mm. ladies all over the world coming to South Bend. So it's kind of cool to see. A um, couple great sponsor exemptions. We got Alexa Pano, uh, one of the top, if not the top, uh, young lady player uh, in the United States out of Florida. Um, and then we've got a Polkagan uh, citizen, Potawatomi Polkagan citizen. That's great. Uh, Paige Warren and her name playing as a sponsor exemption. So that's really cool to see how the tribe has supported this event for eight years and not one of their own uh, actually is able to play um, in this event. Tim, I know we're going to talk to Matt about this working with the USGA. But with Blackthorn Golf Club teaming up with the Symmetra Tour for this event, do they set how the golf course is going to be played? Do you guys have a say in, hey, this is how we've done it in the past? How is that relationship? 
No, I mean, I'm sure it's uh, similar to what we'll get into with Matt here in a little bit. Um, you know, our superintendent, John, works with their course setup team, but the course setup is entirely up to them. Um, they give us kind of the parameters of what they want the green speeds to be and where they want the rough lengths to be. And then after that, they'll set the whole location, even for practice rounds and for the pro-ams, uh, believe it or not. So um, they pretty much take over uh, the entire setup of the golf course. In terms of purse, what are we looking at for the Four Winds Invitational? $150,000 purse. Um, $22,500 goes to our winner. Um, so uh, it's, it's amazing to see the Symmetra Tour and, and the success that that's had over the eight years that since we started. We were the largest purse uh, on tour when we started in 2012 or 11. And uh, now, last week, um, they had an event with the purse uh, was almost $400,000. So they have really stepped it up and gotten a lot more support, um, which is great for these young players uh, to to make uh, some more money and um, live their lifelong dream of playing on the LPGA Tour. And, Tim, it's fair to say if you win the Four Winds Invitational, history says you make the LPGA Tour the following year due to the amount of money that you make on the Symmetra Tour. Well, that was true at one time, and now we're seeing not so much because these other purses have grown. But we've been fortunate. Every one of our winners has gone on to get yep. their LPGA uh, cards. So uh, that's kind of a, a neat experience as well to kind of see some of these winners go on and see their names pop up on the leaderboard on Sundays. And obviously our most popular champion, Brooke Henderson, um, mm. you know, seems to be on that leaderboard every weekend. So she's made a great career for herself. And we are glad to be a part of that. No question. And once again, Tim, where can people sign up or learn more about this particular week of golf out at Blackthorn? Well, fourwindsimitational.com will give you all the information that you'll need from parking to tickets, um, all that information. So fourwindsimitational.com. That was Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn Golf Club and the host of the Symmetra Tour. Four Winds Invitational, once again, Today and tomorrow, you can see some of the best young women's golfers squaring off at Blackthorn in South Bend. When we come back, the general manager of Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, John Foster, will join us. More on the U.S. Senior Open just a couple of weeks away from being held in South Bend at Warren Golf Course. That's next on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. The golf show continues on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader, presented by Corona Premier. I'm Darren Pritchett, joined by John Foster, the general manager at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, the site of the 2019 U.S. Senior Open, June 27th. Through the 30th is the actual tournament. Of course, practice rounds leading up to the 27th. So... We sit here 19 days away from the start of the U.S. Senior Open. Years and years of preparation now down to 19 days. I guess the first question i got to ask you, John, is how are you holding up now with all this work that has gone into this, and now we're down to just 19 days before the tournament starts? Well, luckily, Darren, I will say that all that work we've done over the past few years is is paying off. So, it's you know we're we're a bit nervous. We're we're really excited about it, but everybody's doing what they said they would do, and we're the proverbial well-oiled machine right now. So I've, I, I mean, I, I'm anxious and jittery or whatever else that one might be with something like this coming up. But it's not due to the fact that we're behind the eight ball or anything. Um, it's kind of funny. I was standing out 
the, the reason I'm not in studio with you today is that they've forbidden me from leaving this property uh, pretty much. 24-7? <laughs> and the management company, but I was standing out there a while ago, and they're bringing in this huge trailer that the USGA is going to be using for their uh, rules officials. And somebody asked what that was, and I said, oh, that's my trailer. I live in that. They just brought it to the golf course here so I can spend the next three weeks in it. So, yeah, I'll give you an idea what we're up against here. Well, it's it's been a remarkable process to follow here on the Golf Show through the words you've put forth. And we had Matt Seelan on last night, or last week, I should say, the superintendent yep. at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. He did a tremendous job talking about all the things that have gone into the preparation for this event. And one thing, I got to admit, John, that took me yeah. off guard, and it really shouldn't have, but I had not thought about this. But when you put on such a championship, a USGA national championship, you're going to need more equipment than the normal yeah. equipment you use just to prepare the golf course for local golfers, people around the country coming to Warren to play on a Saturday. And <laughs> he listed all the equipment that yeah. has been brought in and I know there's been some, the ability to gain this equipment without the cost going out, I know makes you smile, but it, mm -hmm. it's just amazing the number of people and equipment that'll be on site preparing the golf course each and every day. Yeah, Darren, I, I mean, it's something even I was a little bit shocked by the sheer numbers of it um, when, when Matt was keeping me up to speed on this thing. And, and uh, you know, I mentioned earlier off air that, um, the USGA course setup guy was here this week, and I'll go into that a little bit. We've, Matt and I spoke about this very situation with uh, with Ben earlier this week, but I, yeah, kudos to Matt. I mean, he does such a good job. Uh, you know, he did last week on the show of um, you know articulating what this thing has been and what this thing will be. Um, I think he's after my my job, and I told him what. <laughs> we get paid for doing this and then he said never mind so. <laughs> but um he's i mean you've seen the, the product that he produces and and he's telling his crew and he's absolutely right you know we're going to be on display this is a product we're building that will be on display to the world for four consecutive days 20 hours of tv as well as the people that are here and and he didn't say that to uh, you know, intimidate them. Mm -hmm. uh, he said it to inspire them to say, "Look, be proud of this thing." And and he's made a point, and I've made a point to tell our staffs, you know what? Don't work your way through this thing and not realize what's going on. And on Monday, blink and say, "What? What was that?" Enjoy it. You guys have worked really hard. I I, I told Matt, I want him and his guys out into the hospitality areas. I want them walking the golf course, mm -hmm. watching the players on the range, talking to the players. You know, soak this thing in because it's. In my case, I'm sure it's once in a lifetime. In Matt's case, probably not, given his pedigree. Mm -hmm. Whether it's here or somewhere else, he will host other major championships. But we just want to make sure everybody here enjoys it because everybody's worked so hard to bring it to fruition. Great point. John, I guess we should probably just establish this. If people have listened to the program, they may have heard this information. But in terms of the golf course and its availability to the public to play leading up to the U.S. Senior Open and after the U.S. Senior Open, yeah. what should people expect? Well, this being Saturday, if you don't get out here this afternoon... Uh, you can now you can next play the golf course on July 4th. So we are shutting down the course as of Saturday, uh, which is today. And then we've had all week long walking only. So we pulled carts at the end of last week, and then we will reopen on the fourth, which is the Thursday after the Sunday of Championship. 
So will I be playing the rough of the U.S. Senior Open on that Thursday? You know, It'll be cut uh, back, I'm sure, a little bit. We may just leave it up, uh, <laughs> you know, for a couple of days or so. We yeah. can't leave it up very long or we're going to have five-and-a-half-hour rounds out here because we've uh, – we established those parameters with Ben this week as well when he was here, and it's it's going to be um, interesting for the players. I can only say that. So as we sit here on the Saturday, 19 days before the U.S. Senior Open, there's no question in the days leading up to the championship getting underway, they're going to start getting the course set up the way they really, really want it. So I don't know if this is a strange question, mm-hmm. but 19 days out, if the U.S. Senior Open had to start today, would it be as difficult as it would be on the Thursday, the 27th? Would it be as close to as difficult? How would you assess the change we're going to see over the next 19 days? Yeah, it, it, yeah, that's a really good question, Darren. And actually, no, it, what you're playing today is not what they're going to be playing. And there's a couple of reasons. Um, if, if we got the greens to where we'll want them during the championship <laughs> week in terms of uh, mo height and firmness, and you know the and, and the amount of rolling we do to get the stimps and the speeds that we want. <clears throat> if we did that now, come championship time, these guys would be stressed out, and they would not be able to to handle you know, the traffic and and the foot traffic and what would come with the championship with just the, the limited amount of players we have. We've got to hold off on that. Matt's got a plan where he gradually builds up to that. But the um, but as far as the greens go, uh, that. Is what you're playing now is not representative. From a rough standpoint, you know people are still playing out here, and we basically have two-inch rough, um, and that's in the primary rough as well as the collars uh, around the green complexes and stuff. And we're going to start at three and a half inches on those, and probably not mow uh, after Wednesday. Mm. So that ultimately, depending on the weather, could be twice the rough that people are not used to experiencing out here. The fairways, yeah, I, I think so. You know, we've, we've top-dressed them heavily. We had another application on Monday, and the ball's rolling out super. I mean, it's just the, as much rain as we've had, they're, they're firm. And so from that standpoint, we're, we're representative, but it's a gradual. And actually, our, our guy from the USGA told Matt this week, Matt, don't, don't worry about it. You know, you can. We can always cut grass. We just can't grow grass at the last instant. So, don't go overboard and overstress the golf course prior to them arriving. Hmm. Corona Premier Golf Show on WSBT Radio. John Foster from Warren Golf Course, preparing for the U.S. Senior Open. Darren Pritchett with you on this Saturday morning. I asked this to Matt last week, and I feel like I'm going to ask you the same question to get your insight because you've known this golf course since it was a baby when it was developed. But in terms of the USGA coming in and making changes, was there something the USGA wanted to do and have accomplished that Mm -hmm. at first you said, "Ah, you know what, I don't know if that works, but now having seen it, you really, really like it? Yeah, that's that's another good question because I'm full of good there, questions. There, there weren't <laughs> uh, there weren't huge changes that they mandated, but there were recommendations that they did that we ultimately, after we got uh, Bill Corb and Crenshaw's buy-in on these particular items, we went forward with um, two of those, which I, I really like now, and one I kind of the one I fought the most was on our traditional 16th hole, which will serve as the first hole. Signature hole over Jude Creek and then up the hill to the small, tiny green complex with the pop bunker. The driving area was really generous, as, as you remember. I mean, you could spray it out to the right and still be pri- either in the light primary rough or the intermediate or in the fairway. 
And they tightened that fairway up, brought it in on the right-hand side, brought the rough line in on the right-hand side, probably 15 yards. And it changed the look of the hole. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I think it was because I was so familiar to seeing it with all the width. It's, it's now follows the contours of the bunker complex on the left-hand side. So you can no longer just smash driver or three-wood here and not really care where it goes. If you spray out to the right, which is the best entrance into that green, and you're in the rough, um, good luck. And so that was one area, although the core Crenshaw's concept is you know, whipped off of the tee and second shot premiums, that's one that Bill and Ben said, you know what, maybe this is too wide, especially for the, um, you know, for these players that will be here for the senior open. And then our everyday players seem to like it too. They, you know, so, so that was one. They also tightened Wannabe Championship 18 in the landing area by about five yards. They pinched in the left side. That's probably not an issue day to day. But one of the, the largest things, and Matt's wanted to do it for years in the USGA and, and Core Crenshaw agreed, was which is our typical 17th green, which would be the second green mm-hmm. for the championship, the 565 yard par five. Um, the back left quadrant, we added about 30% of green and moved the bunker to the left so we could expand the green. And now that green is 30% larger. We could get two or three more hole locations from it. And the, wow. it was so tiny before, Darren, the foot traffic was so concentrated that green was always under a lot of stress. So that Matt made that change two years ago. You can't even tell. So a green enlargement and, and really with the, a lot of the other changes that have been made on the golf course that people notice really weren't mandates or even suggestions from the USA, but they sure liked it when we did it. Mm-hmm. John Foster, Darren Pritchett with you. The Golf Show presented by Corona Premier. Of course, on the scorecard at Warren Golf Course, like any golf course, there's the handicap. It shows the easiest hole, the toughest hole. When you think about the way the USGA is going to set up this tournament, do you believe the most difficult hole for the players will be the one that's listed as the most difficult on the scorecard? Um, no, I don't. Because from the tee locations, we're going to be playing the championship. Um, these holes have a totally different character. Um, that's, that's, by the way, I'm giving you kudos. That's a really good question, too. Because this um, is number two, the number well, one handicap <laughs> hole. <laughs> you, you know what's interesting as far as flow of the golf course, too? This rerouting's done something else. If on Thursday, Friday, as we all know, they do two tee starts. You know, on one day you'll start off a ten, the next day you start off a one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you start off tradition on on sixteen, our traditional sixteenth, if you play the front side first, good luck. Our pace of play since we've been playing this routing has increased fifteen minutes for for the front nine alone. Um, really, it's that much more difficult to and, and the reason that's happened is before you know well the first hole you know which is our 16th hole it's really not that difficult a hole but then you you move over and normally people are playing a 480 yard par five no big deal now it's 565 that is a big deal even though they hit it further so and then you come to 18 as you know you have a forced carry over jude creek those are holes that are normally near the last now they're the first and then you get to go up the hill to what is our typically our 10th hole mm-hmm. will be the fourth hole and we play it as a par five they're going to play as a par four so all of a sudden <laughs> you've got a 480 yard par four and then you walk up to the par three which will be our fifth hole and it's 240 yards 
So that's quite a start. <laughs> and wow. so on one of those days, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer to play that on the second day. The very first day, it could be very, very challenging, the first five or six holes. The only scoring opportunity you have really in those holes would be our first hole. Um, that, now, the back nine's a totally different issue. I'd say more of the easier holes are on the back nine. Mm-hmm. So totally different feel to the golf course playing this rounding. Uh, John, I know you can only say so much about the way the course is going to be set up by the USGA. So I'll mm-hmm. ask it, and you can tell me what you can tell me. But I'm really okay. curious about your 16th hole, which will be, what, number one, one for mm-hmm. the championship. And from the championship tees, it plays 345. It's a par four. From the right. forward tees, it plays 272. One thing mm-hmm. I love about the U.S. Open is when they take a hole and they can make it look totally different from one day to next. And I think this is a hole that they can play around with where you can play it from the back and it becomes maybe a full iron wedge type hole. But Uh also if you use the forward tee, you can, it's a very small target, but at the same time you can put it up by the green. You can take out a three wood or a driver and try to drive the green. Again, I think it's going to be difficult to get it on the green, but is there any chance we might see something like that with the way this hole could be used. Well, uh, what you're <clears throat> excuse me, what you're referring to, Darren, is the the traditional drivable par four, yes. which I think every good golf championship should have one. The problem with that, it's the very first hole of the day, especially on the weekend. Okay. And they want drivable par fours to be in the closing part of the round. So they've ruled that out for our first hole. Um, they haven't ruled it out for what will be our fifteenth hole which is now you know, currently our third hole, uh, from the forward tee deck, it's about 295. And that's really going to be a game day decision for them, whether they're going to use it. And a lot of that's going to depend on how the players play the hole, you know, the first couple of days, what the scoring average on the hole is, how the, you know, how the, the firmness of the greens and the firmness of the approaches and things. If weather would come in, and it would get really soggy out there. I don't think they would play it. Okay. But, because there's no danger in hitting a three-wood out there and then flipping a wedge on to the green. If it's really firm and fast and that slope uh, leans towards the uh, pond over there mm-hmm. and it, it's firm, then all of a sudden there's actually a risk involved in even laying up. So that if we have one, buddy, that's going to be it. And uh, we talked to Ben this week, and he's... Um, uh, they're, they're still not sure. They will decide okay. game day decision there or game time decision. I'm just thinking Arnold Palmer, Cherry Hills, you know, driving <laughs> the green. I think, isn't it Riviera? There's the the first yes. or tenth hole that you can drive. So I love those it's type of tenth hole, yeah. Okay. So those are possibilities. I'll tell well, you what. When, when uh, David Toms was here, you know, I, I, and it's no secret. I mean, we don't know if they're going to do it. So we're on 15T, and I said, David, chances are, let's walk up to the forward tee here. This may be a drivable part four. And he goes, 295? He goes, that ain't drivable. <laughs> 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 he, he said, if you move it up 20 yards, possibly. So oh, I love it. he said, just call it a one-shot or two-shot. How about that? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I tell you what, if you don't mind, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. I want to ask you about Ben Kimball, who is with the USGA Inside the Ropes Tournament Director. You had a chance to talk to him, so we'll pass along that conversation next. John Foster, Darren Pritchett with you. The Corona Premier Golf Show from 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. This is the Corona Premier Golf Show from 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. John Foster, the general manager at Warren Golf. 
golf course at Notre Dame. And they are hosting the U.S. Senior Open June 27th through the 30th. Of course, practice rounds leading up to the 27th. So a lot of good times to be had coming up as a national championship comes to South Bend and the University of Notre Dame. I'm Darren Pritchett. Let's talk about, John, your conversation recently with Ben Kimball, USGA, Inside the Ropes Tournament Director. So as... His title suggests he's in charge of everything in between the ropes, and Robbie Zalsnek is responsible for outside the ropes. That's how the USGA breaks up responsibilities. You talked to Ben this week, correct? Yeah, he was here for two days this week. What was his overall impressions of the way the golf course is right now, three weeks away from the championship? I tell you, he was he was absolutely thrilled because Ben had not been here. Well, he was here for the preview in early May, and... The, the course was good then, but because the weather has not been exactly <laughs> great since then, he was really afraid that a lot of the things we needed to do at this point in the preparation would not have been done, and Matt has been able to do it. So he he was thrilled and relieved because, you know, as much as we say it's our product, um, you know, on the line, this is his product too, and he's also – the one that's going to bear the brunt of criticism if the players don't like the way the course is set up. So he's always sensitive to that as well. You know, Ben, I've known a lot of these guys, and and Ben, in my opinion, is the easiest guy to work with and the one that's most sympathetic with both the golf course and the players, and there is a happy medium in there. Um, The last thing Ben Kimball needs is to get the same types of criticisms for things he's done as has happened to the USGA with the last few opens that they've run. It's, he, he doesn't want that. He wants to come out of this championship with nobody knowing his name. And yeah. as a result, um, I think people are really going to enjoy this. I think the players are going to enjoy it as well. So, so as you say, Ben is everything for playing conditions. He determines the rough heights, whether we do a graduated rough what height the, uh, the collars are, the intermediates are. As a matter of fact, what direction we mow the fairways. Uh, that was determined this week. Um, the players are very particular about the way the ball sets up, whether you mow into it, the grain, or against yeah. the grain. I'm sure. Um, the speed of the greens, the firmness of the greens, uh, you name it. Anything that happens within the, you know, the, the rope line, that's that's up to Ben, and we're thrilled to death that he's our guy. And him and Matt have forged a really good relationship, which is crucial to make this yeah. thing come on. John, doesn't it make Ben's job a little easier with the fact that I would say a majority of the players and probably a significant mm-hmm. number of players that absolutely love Core Crenshaw designs? Yeah, it you, yes. That they're predisposed to liking this golf course when they drive in the gate, and that's a that's a perfect point. And we, we plan to, um, you know, we, we plan to exploit that as much as we can because of their relationship or their reputation, and it's well earned, by the way. Oh. Would you say the way Ben's going to set up the golf course? would be different if this golf course was, say, just for an example, 400 yards longer. Would that change the rough and everything else so he adapts to the distance of the golf course? Yeah, you know, he he even looks at things like on on setting a hole location on, let's say, theoretically, the fifth hole. He'll set it, and then when he's on six, he'll take into consideration the difficulty that the one prior to that was and where it was relative to the center of the green to force them to maybe hit the ball right to left 
to get close on this one. The last one you had to hit it left to right. And so we don't have redundancies. And, and you know, Darren, we've all played golf courses, for instance, where all four par threes you hit the same club into. And that is the most boring thing in the world. So that's the type of considerations he has. He kind of puts himself in the player's shoes, the progression of the round, what they can expect, and ultimately how can I best test these guys to determine who's the best player in the world that particular week. Hmm. So I'm sure you've had a lot of golfers in recently. Is there a player that you've been around that you found very interesting to talk to or maybe watch them on the range? Has anyone in particular stood out from your ability to talk to some of these guys? Uh, you know, and I, I would sincerely mean this, all of them. Um, we've been very fortunate. The people that have come here are, are, you know, Broadhurst isn't exactly the most charismatic guy in the world. He's really one of the nicest guys. And, and same thing with David Tom. So that's one category. Then you get to Rocco Mediate, which <laughs> this guy's, I mean, he's just precious. Uh, he is so funny and it's sincere. Um, he's, you know, he wears me out, uh, but he's been one of the best proponents for the golf course since he's played it. He's told all these guys, Tom's asked me if I was paying Mediate to promote the golf course. <laughs> I mean, that's how, that's how jacked he is about coming here. Uh, and, you know, he came here with Lee Jansen, who's a great guy. They played college golf together at Florida Southern, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kalkovecchia, who, talk about nervous. When he got here, I was afraid, here it comes. I can't wait for the Twitter barrage on what a goat <laughs> ranch this place is. And he played the front nine, and it started pouring down rain, and he came in and asked if it was okay if he played the back nine. And it was pouring down rain and i'm like that's pretty good indication he may yeah. like this place if he's going to stick around and play in the rain so um we've had some other guys come through you know over the years and everybody's been very complimentary i don't think they're just you know lending lip service there russ cochran last year absolutely loved this place unfortunately russ did not qualify he tried he was down at the uh, qualifier in muncie where chris smith and tommy armor the third uh qualified well, so it's great, it's great to see chris uh, smith you know we have not heard from him in a long time. He had tragedy, of course, in his family many years ago, and it's great that he's going to be playing in the U.S. Senior Open. It's fabulous. He called the other day. We talked for a long time. He's going to be up next week <clears throat> Excuse me, and play a practice round. But he was telling me that he said it's so cool that all the people, you know, him and his family own Rock Hollow Golf Course in mm-hmm. Rochester. And he said my dad and a bunch of the guys from the club are renting RVs and they're coming up to watch Thursday, Friday. And I said, what about Saturday, Sunday? He goes, you're right. Now I'm insulted. So um, he's he's really jacked about playing, too, and playing this close to home. Ironically, I think he's only played the golf course once, he said, and that was quite some time ago. So I don't think there's going to be a home field advantage necessarily, except for the fact that he's going to be able to sleep in his own bed at night and have a pretty good... Uh, following a fan base as well. And John, I should have wrote down this name, and I'm hoping you can save me, but I've the, I believe there's a local golfer who now resides in yeah. Texas that qualified for the U.S. Senior oh, Open? Yeah, Tony Soares. And yes. Tony played at Clay High School, and according to John Finneran, who, you know, as you know, John covered golf here since the onset of golf, I believe, in the late 1800s. Um, he, 
he said, you know, Tony's by far the best player to ever come out of this area. And uh, he's been on the phone with Tony a number of times. The USGA is, is making a story out of this, as they well should. So, yeah, we got a couple of hometown uh, guys that are going to be playing in this thing. That's very, very cool. And in terms of the Notre Dame golf team coming off a really, really good <clears throat> year, are they involved mm-hmm. in any way with the U.S. Senior Open? Are they around the golf course at all? Because I have to imagine the coaching staff believes this will be a great learning experience for them. It, it is, and there's a bit of a conflict there, Darren. There, there are only two of them that are here for the summer, uh, but they encourage these kids to play in so many events in the summertime from a competitive standpoint, sure. whether it be the USAM or the Mid-Am or the Western-Am, or not the Mid-Am, they're too young for that, the Western-Am, and these regional competitions, they could literally play every week if they wanted. So there will be a few of them here. There's a couple who want a caddy, which if I'm coming in here without a caddy, I'm going to grab one of these guys if I can. Um, But the the others are going to try to get here for a day or two, but their schedules are just overwhelming in the the summertime. And I will say that about Coach Handrigan. That wasn't always the case in the past, but it's a proven method of producing really good golfers, especially under pressure, is that they're playing year-round. I got to give credit to Scott Gump, the assistant coach at Notre Dame, former PGA Tour player who we've had on the golf show many times. He tried to qualify, and John, he has not played a whole lot of golf the last probably what five, six years. And That's he a actually serious understatement there. Yeah. I mean, he's played. I've played two rounds with Scott, and I think he's played two other rounds, not here necessarily, uh, over the past three years. Um, and he doesn't hit balls. I mean, that I. I'll drag him out occasionally and we'll, we'll hit some shots. And I mean, it's like he never l- dropped a club, you know, or he never um, quit playing. He still wow. has the rhythm, the tempo. Um, he just was down there. He said the elements didn't suit him necessarily. He wasn't making excuses, but he came out bogey bogey. And then he said, I was just shooting for every flag I could at that point and made some strategic mistakes. He shot, I think it was three over, uh, which would, he missed it by three. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good showing for a guy that's just walk, you know, got the clubs out of the closet. Though. No doubt. No doubt. John Foster, general manager, Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. Darren Pritchett with you, the Corona, Corona Premier Golf Show on WSBT Radio. Let's remind our listeners, and we're going to do this every week leading up to the tournament, but let's talk mm-hmm. tickets and parking for the U.S. Senior Open. Let's begin with tickets, John. People probably want to know, can you still get tickets the day of a round or a practice round? Can you just walk up and buy a ticket? What should they expect? You can. As a matter of fact, yeah, walk-ups are are welcome. There's one one thing circulating in the market I I want to dispel, and I know why it's out there, is that every other year when they play the uh, KitchenAid um, Senior PGA in Benton Harbor, they give away tickets. they give away a lot of tickets, and there's always a stack sitting in the pro shop when you go in. Um, we had a club call and ask for their normal thousand allotment of free tickets. Whoa! We don't do free tickets, and nor does the USGA. Um, they're reasonably priced, but if you're out there waiting for the free ones to come along, they ain't coming along. <laughs> and I've heard it from a number of people, well-meaning to say, "John, I want to come to it. I'll just wait till you guys start giving them away." That's not going to happen. Um, you know, for the practice rounds, it's twenty-five dollars to come. For the um, championship rounds, it's fifty dollars. So that's that's pretty affordable. Parking is free. It'll be in Whitefield. You'll be no more than a driver away from the main entrance. Um, <laughs> as far as Firestone, yes. uh, two drivers away yes. from the main entrance. 
so it's, there's no reason not to come. But the one thing I would just want to caveat out there that there's going to be no free tickets. Um, the Monday of championship week, so practice rounds Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we have Military Appreciation Day on Monday. It's going to be a really cool ceremony uh, all week long. Active and retired military get in for free. Just bring some identification. And if you bring guests, up to two of them can get in for half price. It's 18 and under is free for the whole week as well. So there's just no reason not to come, okay? I just want to make yeah. that point. And the walk-up, we're looking forward to a really strong walk-up. Our ticket sales are trending very positively otherwise, our advanced sales. but uh, And they're still available online or at the pro shop here. But other than that, you know, I just wanted to get that out there that we've got you know, literally two and a half weeks before the championship. So if you want to get your tickets ahead of time, you might want to do it now. And let's emphasize what you just mentioned about the youth ticket policy, because all youth 18 years of age and younger will be admitted onto the championship grounds for free when accompanied by a ticketed adult. So this is a great opportunity to get your youngster out on the golf course, and maybe we will create a new golfer in the very near future. Now, they may not know some of the guys that are playing like we all do since we're old and crusty and everything, but (laughs) this is a great opportunity because if you've never been to a professional golf tournament, and I've been to several, Mm -hmm. it is amazing to see their ball striking. In fact, I highly encourage, if you just want to sit at the practice tee for an hour and just watch these guys hit golf balls, it is a sight to see. Yeah, we're actually installing those bleachers today right behind the uh, the driving range there. I And we've talked about before, Darren, when I go to competitions like this, that's normally where I spend a lot of my time is back there because, uh, yeah, I'm I'm still amazed at how well these, these guys can play. And one thing, I, when you're talking about youngsters, um, Tuesday we've got a clinic, uh, a kids' clinic, basically, that's going to be conducted on our driving range. Tim Brown, Jerome Bettis, Fred Funk, and like three other players to be named later. And just for the comedic value of that alone, it's worth coming. So it's for the kids, but I would encourage all the adults that can come and see that. Oh, Funk is very funny. He'll be really, really good. He'll be outstanding. Just wind him up and let him go. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> oh, that's going to be great. It, it's going to be here before we know it. And we really do need to enjoy this because this is a rare opportunity for a national championship to be held in our neck of the woods. And this is just going to be absolutely awesome. U.S. Senior Open. For all the details, what is the website, John, once again? It's uh, 2019USSeniorOpen.com. Right, 2019USSeniorOpen.com. And they have everything, tickets, hospitality, championship information, everything you need on that website. And I know we'll be back next week talking more about this as we edge ever closer to the U.S. Senior Open at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. So, John, thanks for joining me today. Greatly appreciate it. And we will talk again next week. My pleasure, Darren. Thanks. All right. That's John Foster, General Manager at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. I'm Darren Pritchett. I'll wrap up the golf show next, presented by Corona Premier on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. Welcome back to the Corona Premier Golf Show from 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn, unable to be with us today and with good reason. He's out there hosting the Symmetra Tour. Four wins invitational at Blackthorn. Round number two is underway as we speak right now. Golfers are going off the first and the tenth tees at Blackthorn. $150,000 at stake. And the winner always makes the LPGA Tour. 
with the winnings from this particular tournament. Hopefully that trend continues with the winner this weekend. It is free parking. It is free to get into the Four Winds Invitational thanks to Martin Supermarkets. You can park off Nims Parkway by the soccer fields and you enter the golf course from there. The normal parking lot for Blackthorn is for the golfers, the caddies, and the workers, so keep that in mind. PGA Tour, it's the Canadian Open this weekend, and then next weekend, Pebble Beach will host the United States Open Championship. A couple of weeks later, it's the U.S. Senior Open at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, so a very busy time for the United States Golf Association. 2019uscsenioropen.com for the latest details on the Senior Open coming to Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. Well, my thanks to John Foster, the general manager at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, for joining me on this on this edition of the Corona Premier Golf Show. And for our partner, Tim Firestone, go out and enjoy some golf or watch it at Blackthorn this weekend. This has been the Corona Premier Golf Show on 96.1 WSBT South Bend, the sports leader. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 